CB On Air, cutting edge conversations with those in the central banking community. Hello and welcome back to CB On Air's Womenomics series. I'm Rachel King, Associate Editor for Central Banking. This is the first episode of 2019 and one which I hope will show progress is being made in the central banking industry. On January the 11th, the Central Bank of Iceland received formal equal pay certification in recognition of its wage structure. Here to talk to me about how the Central Bank went about achieving this certification and the issue more broadly is Katrin Olafsdottir, who is a member of the Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank and a professor at Reykjavik University. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Um, so Iceland has topped the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Rankings for a number of years. Um, It's a country that is closest to gender equality in its society and its economy. And last year, the government passed this amendment, um, which meant institutions with a certain number of employees had until the end of 2019 to obtain this equal pay certification. Um, Why do you think Iceland has placed such an emphasis on achieving gender inequality in the workplace? Well, the labor force participation of women has been very high in Iceland in, in, you know, for a very long time. So uh, partly because uh, going back a few decades, we just had a, a shortage of people. So in some ways, it was a necessity to uh, accommodate everybody in the labor market. And so little by little, you understand that you, there was sort of a consensus that uh, having women working for much less pay was obviously not fair, especially if you had a single mother, for instance. So little by little, we have been moving in this in this direction. You said we were at the top of the list in terms of gender equality, and and we are, and we're very proud of that. But we still have ways to go. So it's a it's a, it's a long way to go. I mean, if you still have ways for, ways to go, I mean, there's no hope for the rest of us. Um... But there, there's always hope. But you know, it's going to take a while. For sure, for sure. But you guys are, are heading in the right direction, um, especially with this this certification. And the central bank has been very quick off the mark to ensure that mm-hmm. they're abiding by the law. Um, what has been the response from staff with regards to this? Have they been pushing the central bank to get the certification sooner rather than later? Or have, have they not been that bothered? Because, I mean, the, the gender split at the bank is, is roughly 50-50. And you've always had a, a fairly equal split. Yes, it has been an equal split in in terms of a number of genders. Also, in terms of the uh, people sort of in the upper layers, but it's not only not until this year that we have a female deputy governor, and the governor is is male. But sort of, it's, it's been moving uh, little by little. Um, I think what the the central bank, of course, has to fulfill this legal requirement, but it doesn't have to do it until the end of this year but so they're a little quick off the mark which is which is good uh, partly i think they want to be known as an you know equal wage uh, employer uh, there has been sort of they've had a uh, not say a bad reputation but uh they they could improve on their reputation in terms of gender equality so i think it's a positive step to uh be a little bit ahead of time and and step up and say okay but but now we're we're if we had a problem before now, it, it shouldn't be there anymore. I mean, as far as we're concerned, that Iceland has kind of been at the forefront of getting this, this issue in the limelight. Um, yeah. so, so before this certification was in place, um, was pay between the male and female employees equal or, or was there a, a, a pay gap? 
I believe there has been a slight pay gap, but uh, not a formal way of assessing whether it was for normal reasons or not, because like I said, there tend to be more women in sort of the lower layers and, and, and more men as you, as you go up the... And when you do the research or, or do the regression, it's, it's hard to say exactly what, what, what is normal and what isn't. Yeah, 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 of course. And obviously the the lady coming in and taking up the position of deputy governor, I imagine, will have a, a big impact on the, the women coming through the ranks and will act as a, a, a mentor and, and role model for those looking to take up the more senior positions. Yeah, I, I believe it's an important step in that direction, absolutely. So how do you think this certification will help in the long run? Do you think it will help the central bank attract a more diverse pool of talent by showing that they are a, an equal pay employer? Or do you think it may spur them to, to adapt more policies to help balance out the workforce? I think it's going to have a, a positive effect in, in, in several ways. In, in some ways, um, I should mention that this, uh, this standard doesn't... Uh, uh, ensure equal pay b between the genders but what it does ensure is the way your wages are determined uh, gender is not uh, uh, not the deciding factor so hopefully wages will be equal but uh, it, there's not a guarantee of that it's just a guarantee of how your wages are determined so i think people coming into the bank at this point they will know what determines their wages and this standard also puts some uh, responsibility on the employer to make sure that he doesn't discriminate between wages. So it's not a question of who is the best at asking for higher wages. Is, there is a system in place, so the more responsibility you have, and then, and then you know what the criteria is. Each and every organization decides on their criteria. Okay, for determining so, wages. So it re almost removes gender from the equation completely. It's basically if a person is doing this job and meets this criteria, they will be paid X amount regardless of age, ethnicity, gender, etc. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So has the response from staff been positive? I'm assuming it has. Yes, very positive, very positive, yeah. And and have have you seen more people kind of putting themselves forward for for new positions or is it kind of too soon to tell whether it will have that sort of an impact? I think it's too soon to tell, but I think, you know, as as we move along, it's going to have an impact. I'm pretty sure of that. And what can you go into a little bit more detail on what you think those impacts will be? I think both uh, knowing that you're treated equally in terms of in terms of wages, I think is going to improve your or chances of getting promoted. Having a woman now in the deputy governor's position is also going to help. So I think, and it's also going to change. I think the mentality um, that uh, sort of uh, the central bank has often been thought of as like an old-fashioned male-oriented kind of mentality, but I think this is part of changing that image of the central bank. So I think that's going to be good for the the bank as a whole moving forward. Okay, um, so will you guys be monitoring um, kind of the flow of people more closely in the in the years to come to see if this certification has had an impact in that way? I'm sure the central bank is going to do, do that looking forward, the human resource department at the central bank. I'm sure that that's one of the things they'll be looking for. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I just wanted to touch on briefly when when this certification was first proposed, there were arguments against it that it was going to increase costs and regulatory burdens on other firms, um, and some argued that it was it was potentially meddling too much in in the in the makeup of the labour market. Um, if if any of our listeners were swaying towards that that argument, what would you say to them mm-hmm. in terms of supporting this sort of policy going forward? I think uh, talking to representatives of the firms that were going through the the initial process of setting up the system and, and going through that, they experienced that it took a lot of work and there was a lot of things that they had to think about. But at the end of the day, they are very happy that they went through it. And I, they think that, okay, this will not just be good for gender, but it's going to be good for the organization as a whole because now we have a more of a structure of how our wages are determined uh, we're doing things in a more um, organized manner. And uh, I just so recently researched on, on sort of uh, those companies that have had it. that They're very positive, you know, uh, towards it uh, today. And they have been throughout the process. So, yes, it's going to cost uh, organizations. It's going to cost them initially. But moving forward, I think it's going to be, you know, better organization and uh, you're not going to have uh, down the line uh, big um, problems in terms of wage differentials within the firm because you have decided why the wage differential within the firm is and of what reasons that is. So you can always, uh, the, the standard is meant to be that if two people come to you and say, how come we're not, don't have the same wages, then there is an answer to that. Yeah, there's a definitive checklist from there's which a, you can... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I guess if if the whole financial industry is kind of looking at you guys now and they have this structure in place they may be more likely to implement it themselves yeah yeah okay um so outside of of this milestone is the central bank doing anything else to kind of encourage women to enter more of the senior roles in the central bank and more broadly the economics profession um well, they do have sort of middle management within the central bank is pretty much equal, male, female. And so I think they've been doing quite well in that respect. In terms of women uh, entering the economics profession, that seems to be a completely different problem. That um, it's, got, it's a bit of a puzzle. Because in, in, like in my university, Reykjavik University, we have a business degree where we have majority women. Uh, but we also have an economics degree, and there we have uh, a majority men. And why that is, I, I don't really have an answer for that. Do you think because it's, they're taking many of the same courses? Do you think it's maybe because there is this still, as you said, the central bank has this kind of um, image that it's still very much an old boys club. It's a very male-dominated industry. Do you think even though times have changed and policies like the the certification are being implemented, women still see it as a, a very male-dominated industry and therefore there's there's no place for them? Possibly. That's possible. Do you think the central bank should be doing more to kind of change that balance or is it is it not a role for them? Is it more of a role for government? No, I think it's a role for both and I think it's a role for any organization to uh, be more... Um, uh, aware or, or or put a little bit more on of effort because a lot of the processes within organizations are sort of male oriented you know the men are more likely to come and knock on your door but you might have to go and look for the women 
doesn't mean that the women are less uh, qualified. It's just it's a little harder to get them. So, uh, and looking within the central bank, uh, I mean, the, on the whole, it's 50-50 in terms of genders, but in different departments, there tend to be a little bit uh, of a mismatch, more one gender than the other. And I think maybe they could be more um, aware that uh, in terms of recruiting, which gender they recruit. Not that you want a, a less able uh, individual, but you have to maybe use other methods that are maybe uh, uh, m- women are more likely to respond to than men. Mm-hmm. Now, a number of central banks have implemented various different policies. We've had some put quotas in place. Um, we've had some change the way they advertise for jobs. So they change their language so that they get rid of unconscious bias. And we've mm-hmm. also had some central banks that have said that they will interview a certain number of candidates from a uh, either who are female or from an ethnic minority at a, at a base stage of the recruitment process. Now, some of these policies are slightly controversial because they verge on positive discrimination, but are these the sorts of things that you think may shift the balance in in the profession? Oh, definitely, definitely. I think a simple simple idea as to how do you uh, phrase your or advertisements, that, I mean, research has shown that makes a difference. And that's something we're looking at within the university. How can we, I mean, uh, make it more attractive to to whatever gender is in the minority. Uh, sometimes it's just the uh, uh, the way you you know just the wording might make a difference, and then if we can make that effort, then we could make a, make, a, make a difference. So at your university, are you doing more kind of in depth study on how to make economics more accessible to women, or is it just a kind of university wide project? Uh, it's more of a university-wide project in terms of the equality uh, policy of the university. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've got this this landscape where we have some women entering into the economics profession. Some are going into the central bank, but they're very rarely going into the economics departments and the research departments. They tend to shift mm-hmm. towards the reserves. More increasingly, we're seeing them going to the risk management sector. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have those that are, are kind of breaking boundaries and going into the the policy and the really in-depth um, kind of macro, microeconomics professions. Mm-hmm. But there is still this massive gap. So in, in your opinion, where do you think the industry goes from here? From a central banking perspective, what more can they do to help kind of even the playing field? I think, well... It, Within uh, within economics, you tend to have the sort of uh, like you described it. Women tend to go; they're going into risk management. They they're staying away from macro, sort of pure macro. They're going into labor economics, and uh, so there's like this uh, gender division within the uh, economics profession. So I think we need to sort of change the the thinking there. And and I think uh, I just recently read a paper from the IMF, a macro paper where they. Uh, uh, distinguished between male labor and female labor and for me that was just uh it was like a new world was opening up it's like finally they're looking at these kinds of things so i think when we start thinking changing our thinking a little bit we we can make even macro more attractive to women so we need to think a little bit outside the box and try new things and um hopefully that will attract more women because I think women definitely have a place in, in, in the field. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. It, is there anything specific that you think should be done? You said more out-the-box policies. Now, we've had some controversial. I know the ECB has now put these targets in place that they have to hit by, I think it's 2020. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of making a topic more attractive, more accessible, that's almost like we have to start earlier on and go back to schools and education and kind of make young female students feel that they are able to enter this profession and that it is something that they should aspire to do. Yeah, I think I think it needs to be done at the level when you enter university or even earlier than that to make it attractive and then you would think, you know, female mentors could be a great help. Um and just uh, uh yeah, uh, doing different things that that uh, attract. Um, sometimes uh, economics is uh, portrayed as being all about about money, and we know that women prefer not to be involved in something that is just money. But in my first lecture in economics, I usually say economics is very little bit, very little about money. So, uh, so that could, changing that kind of thinking might be one thing to do. Um, some women are afraid that economics is all about mathematics, which it isn't. So I think maybe people have the wrong idea about what economics is all about. We need to kind of give economics a bit of a facelift. Uh, I think so. I think so. I mean, it has a very male-dominated uh, face, I guess, and uh, probably time to change that. Okay. Um, well, we're coming to the end of our time, so mm-hmm. um, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me today. Um, to our listeners, we will be back on air next month with a new episode. Um, so, Catherine, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.